Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And as we round out the program, uh, if you've missed any of the last two hours, of course, you can always go to the podcast and uh, check that out. Those will be posted later on today. And uh, we covered a lot of ground today. We've done everything from uh, China relationships. Uh, we've talked about the climate summits. Uh, student debt uh, forgiveness relief being uh, blocked once again for the Biden administration. We've talked about elections coming and going and all the fiscal catastrophes that are on the horizon. Uh, you can you can pick your uh, Armageddon, Cliff, uh, any parade of horribles you want to go down uh, when it comes to the economic stuff that's got to be solved over the next four weeks. And it's everything from funding the government, which has to be done by December the 16th, uh, we've got a debt ceiling we're going to be bumping up against uh, very soon, uh, maybe early in the spring. It'll be interesting to see if they decide to tackle that. My guess is no. They'll wait for a catastrophe moment, never let a good crisis go to waste, uh, and the politicians will, will do lots with that. Uh, but a lot of that's going to impact all of us. And so as we look at all of that, uh, obviously we're still waiting to hear. If you if you missed that last segment um, with Meg Kennard from the AP, we still have 19 races out there yet to be called in the House of Representatives. That will ultimately decide the balance of power. Meg hinted that she felt like a good chunk of those uh, votes in those remaining districts around the country uh, would drop in this evening. So it is possible, it's possible that we may know the balance of power in the House of Representatives by tomorrow morning, or it may take a few more days, depending on how some of those races that have been so incredibly tight, depending on which way those tilt. And so all of that, of course, leads us to how we deal with all of this. And do we continue to do it with anger, fear, and frustration? Do we let rage and rhetoric drive the day rather than reason and good questions and understanding? And uh, we got to get that perspective back in place. Uh, we spoke with Sharon Lee about some of the conversations that happen along the sideline uh, and uh, how voters and constituents often share with the spouse of an elected official uh, what's going on in their world. They, they, they want to share. They want to be heard. They want to explain how they're getting by or what they're struggling with. And it's amazing. Those conversations are really crucial and they often lead to, to bigger conversations that happen in our nation's capital. And uh, it's important that we get to all of those and, and look at it in a little different way. So I came across this quote today. Uh, there's a great article from our friend uh, Yuval Levin, and uh, he shared this uh, quote from Aristotle. 
that describes the political life of a free society and what it is supposed to be. And so compare this to where we are today. This is, again, this is Aristotle. This is going back a ways. <laughs> no, uh, no internet or Twitter uh, or social media to be uh, ranting on in Aristotle's day. But he said the political life of a free society is a humanizing arena for moderating conflict and pursuing the civic common good. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Now, that may sound like a radical concept in 2022. Aristotle thought it was pretty straightforward. That political life in a free society is a humanizing arena for moderating conflict and pursuing the civic common good. I don't know very many Americans that would describe our politics that way today. But I happen to agree with my friend Yuval Levin that it is how we should understand it and it is how we should seek to engage in it. So let's break that down just a little bit. A humanizing arena for moderating conflict. So starting with humanizing is a pretty significant jump from where we are in most political races around the country today. In fact, we're almost at the polar opposite of that. That everything is about dehumanizing anyone who happens to disagree with you. So you can vilify them, you can demonize them, you can weaponize their words against them. That is the opposite of humanizing or moderating conflict. Now, notice it, it doesn't say, Aristotle doesn't say that we shouldn't have conflict or that we shouldn't have great debate. No, he was all about that. He wanted that conversation. He wanted that curious conversation, that lean-in conversation. But it's moderating that conflict in such a way that you're starting with a human being on the other side. Not some awful, horrible, evil monster that if they win... Armageddon's on the way, end of the world as we know it. So we have to step back and we have to look at this just a little bit differently in terms of what we're doing. So I, I love the arena of ideas. I love the arena of let's let's talk about the principles and then let's get to what the policy might be like because that's the other part of Aristotle's equation. That if we have this humanizing arena to work in, we can moderate conflict and we can pursue the civic common good. It neither says big government is the answer or small government is the answer. It doesn't say that. But we can pursue things that will be for the common good, for the civic common good. And that's, that's a different kind of discussion. But when we live in this zero-sum game, all-or-nothing politics, then we end up with the kind of battles that we have. And sadly, as Americans, we've become all too comfortable with it. 
And it prevents us from having the better conversation, the conversation that would actually pursue the civic common good. And again, that is not to say that we need more government or less government. But whatever government we have better be good, better be worth it, better be transparent, better deliver results so that we can have accountability. And sadly, what I think we're headed towards is more status quo of where we are. Because I don't see a whole lot of change coming in the leadership of either party when it comes to Congress. I think you will end up with a very eerie feeling that old boss, new boss are the same. Uh, I don't think anything will change in the Senate. Mitch McConnell will be the minority leader for the Republicans. Chuck Schumer will be the majority leader for the Democrats. Status quo. And guess what? That's a good day for the team of McConnell and Schumer. They're totally comfortable with that. They know how to fight those battles. They know how to maintain power in those battles. And they're very comfortable with those battles. And they raise millions and millions of dollars uh, off of those battles every year. But as citizens, we become far too comfortable with that. On the House side, it will be interesting to see if the Democrats make any shift or change or if Nancy Pelosi decides we did good enough. Uh, she certainly has the coalition to stay in power. She would uh, most likely be the, minor, the minority leader. Uh, so a slight different uh, role for her. Kevin McCarthy, of course, is trying to cobble together a run for the speakership. And we'll see how that all plays out tomorrow. But I don't think any of that that is taking place over the next couple of days is going to be anything even close to what Aristotle described. That our politics, that our political life in a free society should be a humanizing arena for moderating conflict and pursuing the civic common good. That's a good goal for all of us on a Monday. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. Sell Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.